Accessible Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Broadcasting to you live to digital from right here in Nashville, Tennessee, your favorite rock and roll podcast. This is the Decibel Geek. My name is Aaron Camaro, joined as always by my main man right there, Chris Sinzak. How's it going, brother? Good. We are now in 2019. It's a whole new year. We've been, how many years does this make it now for, for us uh, doing this? April will be eight years. Wow. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's it been is. a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're not stopping anytime soon. So we're back to you once again. We're going to do a traditional thing today. We always like to wait the week after the new year to reflect because you never know when that last minute kick ass. I mean, the greatest album in the whole world could have came out last week, you know, and we wouldn't counted it because everybody else does there those weeks before. Yeah, we got to wait till the year is complete. Yeah, that's the way we roll. So we're going to get to those today. Our top ten picks each from 2018 the best albums in rock and metal but before we get to all that you know us we got to take care of some business and to do that well the way we always do it with some sweet reviews and recommendations so let's start them off like this from apple comes to us from rammy 888 from australia nice all the way across the globe, right back to us. We love it because there's five stars on it. And it goes like this. Stumbled over these guys during Kissmas in July, and I'm addicted. Great personalities, awesome knowledge, and a genuine love for all the music I am so passionate about. Hard rock and heavy metal. Been traveling through the back catalog and simply love it. I'm adding new bands to my collection by the week. For someone who often feels marginalized for my devotion to classic rock, this podcast is an absolute lifeline. Congrats, Aaron and Chris. This is superb work. Well, we can be marginalized together. I like it. Yeah, (laughs) I don't mind that at all. Because around here, that's not how it is. Around here, we're celebrated. Yeah. Just like that. All right. Got a Podchaser review. You know, we love those. Those are the stars that are pink. Yes. And they're beautiful especially when they come in groups of five, just like this one. And it goes a little something like this. Found this podcast through Growing Up Rock, our dudes. We love those guys. They are constantly mentioning how great Decibel Geek is, so I figured I'd check it out. Chris and Aaron are no doubt the professional ones out of the rock podcasting bunch. You should check them out. We're the professional ones. We're the professional ones. That's frightening. I don't know about that. How many of you listen to? Yeah. I think Growing Up Rock's probably more professional than we are. Oh, yeah. By a long shot. (laughs) Keep listening. We'll lower your expectations. Yes, we will. (laughs) Stick around. (laughs) And we got one more. This is a Facebook recommendation. It comes to us from Patrick Breen. He recommends us because it's a great podcast with awesome hosts who know their music. One of the best. Their December two-parter was a fantastic look into the career, nay, legacy of one of the greatest voices, Ronnie James Dio. I recommend it. Well, I recommend listening every week. Nice. Awesome. That's great. Thanks, Patrick. Good stuff. People really love the, the December two-parter. What's not to love about that, man? Was, I love putting that together. That will be an annual tradition. I don't see why not. It was so much fun, and everybody loved it so much. Yeah, definitely. Other, Long live the legacy. Yeah. Other favorite people, Geeks of the Week. These are the people that shared on Facebook or retweeted on Twitter last week's December Part 2. Geeks of the Week this week are Joe Royland, Sit and Spin with Joe, Keith Ross, Trevor McDougal, Sneed Rock, Adam Cox, Otto Erling Gregerson, Matt Ashcraft, Sean Cullen, Steve Wright, Stacey Sullivan, Ray Coon, Matt Porter, Dan Nation, Mark Alden-Taylor, Shane Abair, Devin Dungan, Joseph Capone, Jay Shabluski, Simon Cat, Brad Kalmanson, Mikhail Burrell, David Glenn, Kevin Williams, 
Jeffrey Mendenhall, James McElhenney, James West, Brant Cattell, Tom Smoke, Bill Elam, Twisted Kister, Ernesto Aguiar, J.J. Mack, David Cathy, Focus on Metal Podcast, and, of course, the, the Mooger Fooger. Yeah, thank you to everybody that shared and retweeted last week's episode, Ronnie James Dio Part 2. So much fun to do. I think you're going to have fun today because we're going to bring you all kinds of different bands to check out. And we hope you support these bands and artists because, man, we sure do. So are you ready to get into it? Yeah, boy, my my picks are completely across the board. Yeah, I guess mine kind of are too. I mean, of course, you know, we put these lists together. Everybody does it, but yeah. it's all just a matter of opinion, you sure, know. Totally. And it's what we dug, what we found to be the best albums of 2018. So don't get upset. And if you're an artist and you're on this list, this is something I realize. Nowadays, it's not like it was back in the day. Like 89, there was a limited number of albums that were released. Mm-hmm. Nowadays... I mean, if you made the top 10 of the Decibel Geek list, that's an accomplishment because a couple thousand albums were released this year. Crazy. So out of a couple of thousand albums, making the top 10, yeah. prestige. When I picked my favorite <laughs> stuff of the whole year, I uh, my list initially was 39. Yeah. So I narrowed it down to 10. So, And I'll list off my also-rans as we go, but uh, just know that anything, uh, even on my also-ran list, could have easily made this list. I essentially tried to find the, the 10 songs that I want to present to you that kicked ass in 2018. That's cool. So we should have fun doing that today. So can I get started? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I'm going to start off with my number 10 pick of 2018. I've always liked this band. They've been around for a while now, but I just every album they come out with, I seem to like them a little bit more. And I find this to be my favorite album by Hailstorm. It came out this year. It's called Vicious. It was released on July 27th, and uh, they released singles Uncomfortable off of it, and then they followed up with Black Vultures and Do Not Disturb. I mean, I think this band just keeps getting better and better and better, but I'm going to go ahead with that single because I just love that song, man. It's a hard rock and kick-ass tune. Lizzie and RJ are killing it on there. The whole band is awesome on this album. If if you've been on the on the kind of like on the border about what you think about Hailstorm, I think giving their new album a chance is going to give you a whole new awakening to them. So I recommend it. But here's a taste for you from that album Vicious. This is Hailstorm with Uncomfortable.
my favorite Nashville bands. Pretty much they are now, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're based out of here now. And I, you know, I see Lizzie and Joe out at shows pretty regularly. If I could have one wish for Hailstorm, mm-hmm. and I think it would actually be a wish for myself for Hailstorm, mm-hmm. you know, I know that they love and respect Michael Wagner, and I know they work with some of the top producers in the business, but... Mm-hmm. If Put them together. they could just get together, I mean, like you say, they're both here in Nashville. Yeah. What could Michael Wagner do with Hailstorm? How amazing of an album would it be with Michael Wagner behind the helm? That'd be pretty cool. That's my wish for Hailstorm. And you know what? If that's the case, I can imagine in a couple of years, they're probably going to be up in the top five of mm-hmm. my top ten at the end of that year. If I had to put, like, we haven't done a cover show in a long, long time, but it, if I put, like, some of like my top five favorite cover songs of a metal band... Their cover of Dissident Aggressor by oh, Judas shit. Priest. Yeah, man. Amazing. Oh, so good. Lizzie Hale's vocals are just um, incredible. Yeah? Yeah, just amazing. And you know, this band, they they wear their heart on their sleeves. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they fly the flag of hard rock and metal just like we do. They're fans of all these bands that we love as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, I got no problem supporting a band like Hailstorm. Maybe hearing a member or two on the show this year. Maybe. That'd be awesome. That's all I'm going to say. That'll bump them up on the list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So for my number ten, uh, was this was the twelfth studio album by this band released on Frontier Records, and uh, this band's always been close to making my list, and in 2018 they finally did. I'm talking about Primal Fear. Ralph Sheepers, Matt Center, and Magnus Carlson lead this power metal juggernaut, and this song, in my opinion, is cocaine for your eardrums. This is Primal Fear with a song called New Rise. <laughs>
catch your breath. That's badass, man. I like that. <laughs> that's unrelenting. That, and that's a really good record, Apocalypse, on Frontiers Records. Right on. Awesome. Okay. So that brings me up to number nine. I think this was a band. We've talked about these these guys before. They were like uh, in the, the new wave of classic heavy metal. When we talked about that, this is a band called Skull Fist. Mm. Good stuff, man. If you're into Maiden, you know, old school Maiden, Priest, stuff like that. I mean, you you gotta love this. You yeah. know, if you haven't checked out Skullfist, I highly recommend it. Led by uh, Zach Slaughter, it's a Canadian band. You know, and they just came out with a new album this year called Way of the Road. And there's a lot of great stuff on this album, but I think you know, I think people are gonna dig it. So here's a good choice tune for you to check out from that album, Way of the Road. Came out on Napalm Records this year. This is Skullfist with I Am a Slave.
that's metal right yeah, there. I a, like that. Skullfist is a great band, and that there's a whole new wave of traditional heavy metal. That's, right, that's that what I was part thinking of. of. Yeah. There's a lot of bands that fit in. Well, Striker is another band. They're yeah. another Canadian band that uh, almost made my list. And, and oh yeah, that's right. They came out with a good album this yeah. year. And so that's there's a whole there's a whole wave of that stuff going on now. So it gives you hope for uh, the future. Of right metal. to me, that's I'm not I'm not hearing it on the radio. You know, no. but I, but these bands are bubbling underneath. You know, and they've got the right idea. These are the bands that you know they're young and they need to be supported. You know, get out there and buy this new Skullfist album so that people know there's value in this you know yeah. it's up to us to bring it back it Definitely. really is so we go from a young upstar band to a uh one of our favorites lizzie borden put out an album in 2018 oh, i was so excited that it was finally gonna happen yeah my midnight things came out on metal blade records uh not nearly enough material has been put out by him in the past two decades no no so, that's uh, why this was, was so exciting excited. yeah and it, it's a bit of an uneven effort um it, the album's got some head scratchers on it for sure yeah um and uh, the production is a little strange but um with that said the highlights on this album do save it and give lizzie borden fans another great addition to the discography Here's one of the singles. It's called Long May They Haunt Us.
turn to Lizzie Borden. So were you? What, what was your thoughts on that album? I think sometimes, like with certain artists, and this is going to come up again later on in this talk, you know, as we get closer to the top five, but I think sometimes artists, to me, are so revered that it's almost hard for them to live up to, you know, what you expect from them. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about the new Lizzie Borden. I was so glad for him to be back. You know, I I bought the the album, you know, yeah. the day it came out. It was in the mailbox. It was here, which that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, listened to it. And the first time I was like, eh, I don't know, you know. And then the next time it, it grew on me more and more as I listened to it. But like you said, there's some songs on there that are kind of weird. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like it was a Lizzie Borden album that was made for me, an old right. school Lizzie Borden fan, you know, because that's what I am looking at when mm-hmm. this is coming out. I'm excited because I've been a fan since I was young, you yeah. know, and the classic stuff. But this almost sounds like, you know, to me, the feeling I got off it was like, is he trying to be like popular for Japan? Because mm-hmm. I think an act like Lizzie Borden would be huge in Japan. Right. So I think, you know, it kind of reminds me of like the visual K kind of stuff, stuff yeah. you know, a little more musically right. and not enough like the old hard rocking, crazy Lizzie Borden. But, you know, we all get older, I guess. Yeah. And I feel pretty much the same, mother. That song I just played, that that one has a bit of a, a bit of an old school sound to it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm hoping he'll do more material, though, because I would like to hear Me another too. record from him. And hopefully it doesn't take 20 years to get it. Right. Either way, welcome back, Lucy Borg. Yeah, it's definitely. great to have you. Come to Nashville, damn it. Shoot, yeah, man. Sell me a ticket right now. I'm there. Yeah. All right, so that brings me up to number eight. Here's another band. I'm always excited when they come out with new stuff, and they've been putting out some new music pretty consistently over the last couple of years. I'm talking about one of my favorite hard rock bands of all time, heavy metal, all across the board, this band, The Suicidal Tendencies. I got to give it to them because they came out with an EP early in the year, and then mm-hmm. they came out with a full album. And the album's called Still Psycho Punk After All These Years. Mm. You know, And that might remind people of back in the day when they came out with the album Still Psycho After All These Years, and that was a cover... It was like a, co- a self-covers album, right. like a tribute to themselves right. when they came in. Because the early stuff was kind of rough, kind of rough around the edges. The production wasn't so hot. But then by that point, they had like Robert Trujillo in the band, you know. Right. So they were able to go back and redo those songs. And, you know, most Suicidal fans would screech when hearing this. But I always preferred the versions off that 93 album. Really? But this one came out, and it's kind of a tie-in to that, too, because these are songs that were done on Mike Muir's solo albums, Mm -hmm. but he brings it back in for Suicidal Tendencies. The band is just killer. They got Dave Lombardo in the Suicidal Tendencies, for God's sakes. The drumming is out of this world. The guitar playing on this album, this and the EP, are just killer, and man, just fun. You know, Suicidal Tendencies are always fun. Fun band to listen to and rocking hard. Here's a great example of that. Came out this year, like I said, it's still psychopunk after all these years. The suicidal tendencies lost my brain once again.
Love suicidal tendencies. So we're up to my number eight. And this one was a late addition to my list because it, I just hadn't really given it enough of a spin. But I remember being taken by it the first time I heard it. It's a band called Devil's Hand. And it's a team up of Andrew Freeman and Mike Slamer. Now, Andrew Freeman is the definition of a hired gun. He's a vocalist. And he's had stints with the Offspring, Hurricane, Lynch Mob. And he's the current front man for Last in Line. Right on. As well as rumored to be the permanent singer for Lies, Deceit, and Treachery. Mick Sweet is new. Well, basically, the Bullet Boys without Mark Torrey. Right, yeah. And um, Mike Slamer, if you don't know the name, he's also very much a hired gun as a guitarist. He's worked on numerous television and movie soundtracks, but he's most well known for providing the solos on the first two Warren albums. Yeah. He's the guy. And uh, someone in the Frontiers Records camp was smart enough to put these two together, and the result's amazing. Here's Devil's Hand from the album, Devil's Hand, performing a song called Devil's Hand. You'll never get the last word. 
I dig that so much. It's, the whole record is really, really good. I'm going to get it. As soon yeah. as we're done here, I'm putting in the order. I got to get that. Devil's Hand. How cool, man. I love it. It's a great team. And usually these type these team-up type albums are like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know if they're going to work but, because you got different personalities yeah. and everything. But, man, that's killer. A lot of chemistry between those two. Devil's Hand. I like it. Yeah. All right, so I guess that brings us up to seven. number seven. All right, this is another one. I always look forward to this. You know, this guy is pretty revered around here. I'm talking about John Karabi. You know, mm-hmm. the dude that way back in the day was so cool enough to give us the uh, albums <laughs> unleashed on Motley Crue 94. He's a good drinking buddy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> if you've never heard that one, you got to go back in the archives and check that out. Yeah, we can remember but, uh, what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun to listen back to the first time. Yeah. Like, whoa, we're, we're actually kind of good at this. <laughs> um, so I got to go with the Dead Daisies at number seven. They came out with their new album on Spitfire called Burn It Down. I mean, basically a super group. Yeah. You know, and you got John Karabi singing it. That guy sounds just as good as ever. Mm-hmm. New album. Look at that cover. I love it. They even nowadays, you know, bands still care enough to make cool album covers. Mm-hmm. So here's a taste for you. You know them, you love them. The Dead Daisies, tune called What Goes Around.
stuff. The whole album's really kick-ass. The only complaint I got about this is they do two covers on here. They do a cover of uh, Bitch by the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. and then they do a cover of Revolution by the Beatles. Right. Don't Gro- like groundbreaking stuff. Bitch by the Stones is pretty cool. It is pretty cool, but man, everybody does covers of those songs. That's true. You know, Great White does a cool version of Bitch, you know, yeah. and how many bands have done Revolution? Their cover of Midnight Moses is pretty great. Yeah, you can't beat that. Yeah. That's And see, that's the perfect example right there. You take a cool, obscure tune, mm-hmm. and you do a cover of that, and then the people that know that song mm-hmm. really get excited about it, and the people that don't know that song... Well, you just turn them on to it because they're going to go, wow, you know, this is a cover? Who does the original? Right. Nobody's listening to Revolution going, wow, this is a really cool song. I'd like to check out the original. These <laughs> Dead Daisies are rocking it. Well, I was lucky enough to see them in 2018 live. Yeah. And man, just a great band live. And, you know, Doug Aldrich, just incredible lead player. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of charisma on stage. He, uh, that, But they, they were they were amazing live. I was, I was definitely worth your, your time and your money to, to go check them out. Yeah, and the whole rest of the album's really good. And I, you know, piss on the covers a little bit, but even the cover versions of those songs, even though you've heard people cover those yeah. songs a million times, these guys doing it is still pretty cool. And the whole rest of the album's just killer. Karabi could sing just about anything, and I'll like it. Oh, yeah. yeah just, totally. His voice fits on almost Makes everything, everything a little bit better, right? Yeah. All right, so you ready for my biggest curveball of my whole list? Uh huh. If you had told me that a metalcore band would make my top ten this year, I would have said you're crazy. But hear me out on this. Okay, because right now I'm going to say you're crazy. Yeah. What are you doing? This is a younger band from Lansing, Michigan. And if it weren't for Coxie, Adam Cox, who's our uh, Facebook admin mm-hmm. and also a great writer for the site, he had done a, a review on this band. I'd have never known who they were. And uh, it swayed me enough to check them out. This is a band called Heart of Jordan. And what you're about to hear needs to be experienced through headphones at a very loud volume. Sit back and enjoy this one. It's Heart of Jordan with a song called Throne Alone.
So you're not ready to fire me? No, from the show man. Now? That was actually pretty cool. When I think of like metalcore, I don't think of like that. That's like I guess there is a version of metalcore that I can dig. That's a that was my response because that's hard and heavy. It's kind of got a little bit of flavor of like corn to it or something mm-hmm. like that, and you know, really heavy stuff. But the vocals are really good. Like normally when I yeah. think of like metalcore, I think. Ah, yeah, you know, screamo type, but stuff. that's really good. Yeah, the vocalist has a great m- melodic style voice. Which, that's, if you don't have the Cookie Monster vocals, I'll listen. But the minute I start hearing the, rah, 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 I don't, I can't get into it. Right? No. Yeah, but, but that I uh, can dig. Heart of Jordan. That's all. My, thank you, Coxie, for the uh, recommendation. If you guys aren't going to decibelgeek.com to get your rock and roll information, you know you're missing out on something there for sure. Uh, I mean, the lists that are on decibelgeek.com from our writers definitely had an influence on what I picked today. All right, so that brings me up to number six, one of my favorite bands, man. I'm always excited when this band comes out with a new album, and 2018 was no exception. Talking about one of my all-time favorite bands, Enough's Enough. We've seen mm-hmm. Enough's Enough this year. And they were great. They were fantastic. Talk about super groups. Chips Enough's got it going on. You know, some of these guys may not be world-renowned, you know, outside of, like, the Decibel Geek-type circle of, of people, but, man, talent. Yeah. I mean, Tori on lead guitar. guitar playing. Unbelievable guitar player. If you get a chance to see Enough's Enough live, you're going to just be blown away by this guy. And then you got Tony Fennell in there, and uh, he's playing rhythm guitar and doing some keyboards. And, you know, Danny B. Hill, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. the son of Dusty right. from ZZ Top. This guy stands out on his own. Amazing drummer. And the whole album's really good. You know, I was really happy with it. I'm glad Chip's carrying on the name, keeping the band alive, mm-hmm. especially when he's got talent like this with him. Hard to pick a song off here because I like them all, but this one here is easily my favorite. Chips Enough, along with the boys, Enough's Enough, brand new album, Diamond Boy from 2018, a tune called Faith, Hope, and Love.
Almost made my list. Also, you. I figured you were going to pick it, so I, I left yeah. it off. But uh, yeah, it was certainly on my also ran list, and it, it's a good, a good, solid effort. It's great to have original enough's enough material coming right. out again. And it sounds like good classic enough's enough. You yeah. know, that's what I like. You know, Chips enough is not changing the band. He's not, you know, t- taking it into something completely it's not different. A dubstep you know, album or anything somebody like that. that's that was a fan of enough's enough back in the day could discover it and be like, oh, I used to really like enough's enough. Mm-hmm. Pick up the new album and be like. This is cool. I like it. Yeah, it's a good record. All right. Keep them coming, Chip. Yeah, I hope they do another one. So my number six, and we'll go into break after this one. This is uh, is a band came out of nowhere to me this this year. Um, Apparently they were a thing on the Sunset Strip in the 80s, secured a record deal, put out a debut album, and then they vanished for 30 years. Wow. So uh, they're a band called Roxanne. Huh. And uh, they would... uh, they used to end their set with a cover of Play That Funky Music back in the 80s while supporting the first record. And here's a little trivia for you. Once the band ended, singer Jamie Brown formed a band called The Boogie Nights. N- hmm. Needing to focus on the business aspect, Jamie Brown hired a new singer, Jeff Scott Soto. Oh, wow. He's we, been everywhere. As we discussed with uh, Sonny Pooney when he joined us. Remember, he talked yeah. about this, this uh, covers oh, yeah, band. that's right. That was the band. Oh, wow. So the singer for Roxanne actually formed that group. And uh, Roxanne reformed in 2018 and put out Radio Silence. Now, this album is a really solid from top to bottom. features some cool guest appearances from George Lynch and Doug Pinnock. There's a song called Go Fuck Yourself with Doug Pinnock on it. Really <laughs> cool. That almost p- picked this, but uh, the track I was most taken by features some of the best harmony vocals I've heard in a rock song in ages. It's called Broken Chandeliers, and it's my number six song of 2018.
right, that takes us through our first half of our picks for uh, 2018, the best albums between Chris and myself. And I think we're doing pretty good. You're turning me on to some stuff that I didn't even know about. Same here. Everybody's got their opinions. Everybody's got their different flavors, and that's what's cool about this. Do you got some lists from the VIPs? Uh, yes, I do. All right, so our, our DBG VIPs, if you're not a Patreon VIP, go to patreon.com slash decibelgeek, sign up. And uh, if you're part of the $3 and up uh, tier, you will be added to the private Facebook group that we get this list from. And we ask for suggestions and lists and anything, just general chit-chat with people on there. I saw a great suggestion on there the other day. What was that? Doing an episode where we just let the VIPs run the show. That's fine with let me. Let them pick the songs. Yeah, less work for us. Yeah, I and like we, it. We know they have good taste. So. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. So, some of the ones we got uh, Gregory Muse at top three for me. Judas Priest Firepower, D. Snyder for The Love of Metal, and yeah. his Fraley Spaceman. Yeah, hard to argue those. Honorable, honorable mention Striper Goddamn Evil. Yeah. Uh, Ross Feichert says, I'm not even sure what came out in 2018. Everything's been a blur since 2006. Well, wow. Ross, you need to listen to the show more often. <laughs> um, Brian Ingritson, his top 10, uh, number 10, he had Electric Boys, The Ghost Ward Diaries. I didn't even hmm. hear that album. No, this year. me neither. Uh, Little Caesar's new album. I didn't hear that one either. Uh, so many. The Striper album. Number seven, The Lazies, Tropical Hazards. I'll need to check that out. Uh-huh. Number six is one that didn't make my list, but it, it has grown on me since it came out. So uh, I think I'm getting more into it as it goes. Is Red Dragon Cartel's Patina album. Yeah. And uh, they're coming here in March, so I'm, I'm definitely That's planning cool. on going to see them again. Uh, Sick Things at number five, self-titled. That's a, a band that I just, like this week, got turned on to. They have a very thin Lizzie sound. Right on. Uh, the Cruel Intentions, No Sign of Relief. I haven't heard that one yet. Wow. Massive Wagons, Full Nelson. You'll hear about them later. Judas Priest, Firepower. And his number one, which is a lot of people's number one, but didn't make my list, was Slash Living the Dream. Yeah, I don't know, it man. It just did not click for me. I there's something about Miles Kennedy's voice that just turns yeah. me off. I I can't like say if, what it is. If the Almighty Power came from above and said I can only listen to one Slash album for the rest of my life, it's always it's five, five o'clock, o'clock somewhere. somewhere. Always yeah. every day. Get uh, Eric Dover back. Yeah. David Glenn, his uh, number 10 was Hardcore Superstar, You Can't Kill My Rock and Roll, which right you heard that in the intro. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, Anthem of the Peaceful Army. Did Greta Van Fleet make your list, Aaron? No. Uh-uh. No. no. Thoughts on the I don't. Van I don't Fleet? hate him, you know. But I don't hate I just, him you know, I can listen to Zeppelin. Yeah. Uh, eight slash Living the Dream. Number seven, Vintage Caravan Gateways. I don't even know that one. He had uh, Love Razor at number six with Border City Rebels. I checked that out. It was pretty cool. Number five, he had Burn River Burn, Newstonia. That's See, new. our listeners, are, our VIPs are deep. They are. Number four for him was Dead Daisies, Burn It Down. Right on. Got that. Number three is a band that I need to check out because I've had so many people tell me to check it out. It's a band called Worry Blast with an album called 44. Hmm. I've never heard of that. His number two is Judas Priest, and his number one is Monster Truck True Rockers. Right on, yeah. Monster Truck True Rockers. That was one that was on the on the edge for me. Good and, stuff. Uh, Mark Alton Taylor said Judas Priest Firepower and Slash Living the Dream. And Sonny Pooney will round it out today. His number 10 was Godsmack when Legends Rise. You know what? Surprisingly, you know, and I'm, I, I, I you know, Godsmack's all right. You know, I remember their old stuff. I mm-hmm. haven't really kept up with them too much. Yeah. But I've heard a lot of people say a lot of good I stuff about this new album. So I might yeah. actually have to check that out. His number nine is not a shock. Y&T Acoustic EP. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it Sonny is pretty cool. Y&T. Number eight. Am- I, guess, I guess Jeff Scott Soto didn't come out with an album this year. Yeah, I guess not. Um, <laughs> he had number eight, Amaranthi Helix. 
Don't know that one. Number seven. Helix. Oh, not the band Helix. The album's called Helix. Number seven, Ammunition, with an album called Ammunition. Huh. Number six was Judas Priest. Number five is Slash. Number four, this almost made my list, was Animal Drive with Bite. Yeah. Uh, number three, The Dead Daisies Burn It Down. Right on. His number two is Hailstorm Vicious. Shoot, yeah, and got it. And Sonny po- Hollywood Poonies, number one is Striper Goddamn Evil. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah. If you want to become a Decibel Geek VIP, just go to Patreon.com, look up Decibel Geek, find your level of commitment, and there's all kinds of cool things in there, including hours and hours and hours of back audio for you Mm -hmm. to get caught up on. Some drunken audio, too. (laughs) We need to do more of that this year. That's my resolution. Do more drunken VIP recordings. And even though this is not a KISS episode, there is a KISS podcast called Torpedo Dudes that we do. Don't forget about the Torpedo Dudes. There's a new episode of that out. It's the greatest KISS podcast ever. Ever on Patreon. It is. So there you go. Check yeah. out all that. And of course, you know, thanks to everybody that helped us out in 2018. Rock and Ron over at Decibel Geek mm-hmm. TV. There's always something cool going on over there. You could lose yourself. Just put it on the shuffle. Let it rock. Because what you're going to find is you're going to find all kinds of great videos of all your favorite bands from all over the world. Because Rock and Ron's got a networking team of people. Yeah, he's really, he's become like a like a media mogul or yeah. something. He's like, he's, we love yeah, it. He's getting big. Shoot, yeah, everybody knows and loves Rock and Ron. And of course, Rich the Meister Dylan running things on the on the website, and yeah. you know Wally Gator, and you know, congrats to those guys. There, CGCM podcast has really come into its own. They're doing it. They man. interviewed Paul Stanley this week. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> wow, that's a big one. Well, Paul Stanley, the owner of a liquor company that they had on their show, that's cool too. But yeah. Somebody's feeding them the liquor. That's all, like, that's all that matters. Like, hmm, saying you got a member of Kiss when it's really somebody else. <laughs> what an original idea! It's not even April Fool's Day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> love those guys. You know, we talked about Coxie over at the Facebook yes. page. You know, he's he's the guru of that man. He knows the questions to ask to get people talking. You know, he knows the the things to ask to get people thinking. You know, it's beautiful. You go over to that Facebook page, Decibel Geek Podcast on mm-hmm. Facebook, and just get in on the conversation because that's where all our friends are hanging out and they're all talking about cool stuff all the time. Definitely. All and of right. course, you, the listener, you know, yeah. the people that have been with us for whether it be the last eight years or the last eight minutes, you yeah. know, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank you so much. Maybe before we get into the top five, maybe we should take a look back at some of the people that we lost in 2018. Okay. You know, important people of the world of rock, and I got the list kind of in front of me here. Um, back in January, at the beginning of the year, we lost Fast Eddie Clark, mm. you know, famous from Motorhead and Fastway, and being one of the most badass guitarists of all freaking time. Mm. Tough, man. Off to a tough start there. And then in February, we lost Pat Torpe from Mr. Big. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a tough one, too. We lost some good people this year. Um, ben Graves, the former drummer from the Murder Dolls and Dope, and even Pretty Boy Floyd. I did not know that. Yeah. And the big one, I think, that rocked so many people this year, Vinnie Paul. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's tough to think back on this stuff because every year we do these year in reviews and we want to pay homage to the people that we lost, you know. And so, man, Vinny, losing Vinnie Paul this yeah. year, thats that was a... Mm. He was uh, he was on my bucket list interview list. I, I really wish we had had a chance to interview him. Yeah. I was and, such uh, a fan of Pantera. Totally. You know, and that always seemed like something that wouldn't be that far out of the reach for us to Vinnie Paul to... I think he would have been a great interview. Oh, he would have been fantastic. Can you imagine the three of us hanging out oh, and bullshitting about rock music? So fun. So fun. We'll never get that opportunity. Um, let's see. 
Jay Sin from Primer 55, you know, our good friend Josh Toomey, yeah. tight with him. And, uh, you know, former vocalist from Annihilator, Randy Rampage. We're all getting older, you know. We're, <laughs> We're gonna all lose, getting older. Lose more of our heroes as time goes on. We lost our third co-host this year. Yeah, we did. Old Chopper, you Listen know. Peace Chopper. So, this is a show that's dedicated to the memories of all the people that we lost in 2018, and there were some great ones in there. Yeah. So let's keep on rocking into the future and just never forget about them. You yeah. know, all that they gave us from Vinnie Paul on down the line. You know, we just got to remember the legacies and celebrate the music. Mm-hmm. So you're up with your number five. Right, number five. So speaking of legacies and celebrating the music, man, here's a band that... I mean, I don't think they've ever failed to make my top 10 in a year that they came out with an album, and this one's no exception. Starting off my top five with one of my favorite bands of all time and a really great album they came out with this year. I'm talking about Clutch. Uh, this is their 12th studio album. Clutch has been at it for a while, man. They know what they're doing. You know, the last albums have all been really good, but this one I really, really liked a lot. Kick myself in the ass because it was recorded right here in Nashville. Oh, really? How do we not know that? I had no idea. We should have been down there banging on the door with the zoom in our hand. No Please kidding. talk to us. Yeah. Tell us what's going on in there. It sounds like magic because that's what it sounded like to my ears the first time I listened to it. If you love Clutch, you're going to really, really love this. If you don't know Clutch, you're going to really, really love this. <laughs> so I highly recommend you check it out. The album's called Book of Bad Decisions. Here's a taste for you off of that. A tune called Spirit of 76. The flyers beat the rain 
sounds like Clutch, and that's not Shit, a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, man, no, it's never bad to sound like Clutch, you know. And the whole album, it's it's got its, you know, it's different flavors and different songs. But I mean, you get classic Clutch in there. You get some stuff that's a little bit outside the box, but it's all really, really good. And one of the best live bands you'll ever see. Oh, totally. If they come to your town, make sure you go. Cause yeah, you got to. And this is a band I think. I remember back in the day on radio, you know, when the single came across, I think Elephant Riders was mm. out. I don't remember exactly what the song was, but I listened to it and I was like, what is this? You know, how have I not known about this band? And you find out they've got albums for years already. Mm-hmm. And it's then it's like, why isn't everybody into this band? You know, and I have no idea. I don't know whatever happened to Clutch. They're good enough to be on that upper echelon yeah. of money-making bands throughout history. But for whatever reason, they just... Never did. And nobody sounds like them. Nobody sounds like them, and they're amazing. Yeah. Everything they've ever done is damn good. Yeah, that's a good choice. And this album is freaking tops, man. They they kind of topped themselves over the last few albums with this one, I think. I really like this a lot. So for my number five, branded as Norwegian Death Punk. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> oh, that sounds good. I might be interested in this. I'll that be, sounds good. I'll be completely honest. I've never really paid attention to this band, but exposure from you over yeah. the years to Turbo Negro has gotten me interested. I'm really shocked and surprised to see this on your list. Same here. I, <laughs> I, if you told me at the beginning of the year that a Turbo Negro album would be on my in my, at my number five, I wouldn't have told. I wouldn't have. I would have thought you were crazy. Yeah, me too. Um, this new album, Rock and Roll Machine, it really came on my radar, and i got to give credit, thanks to Michael Butler from Rock and Roll Geek Show, because he did a track-by-track review of this album, along with ex-singer Hank Von Hell's album, going, kind of going track-by-track track back and forth. And uh, both albums are really good. Um, you can't be in a bad mood after listening to this album. Rock and Roll Machine, as you'd expect, borrows from a lot of influences, and I think it's pretty easy to figure out which band influenced this tune. It's my number five song of 2018, and it's called Fist City. You think you're tough, been starting riots on your phone. You stretch your stuff, can't wait to get you all alone. It's time to say enough, I'm gonna give a dog a bone. You say you like it rough, so I just left the gloves at home. I'm setting off to where the sun has never shone.
Yeah, if you like Kiss, if you like ACDC, Alice Cooper, yeah. you know, if you, if you're into that kind of stuff, there's nothing you can't love about Turbo Negro. No, it's just fun rock and roll. It's totally fun rock and roll. And, you know, the only thing for me that kind of still kind of hurts is that Hank Von Hell's not in the band anymore, you know, and I think he added so much to it. But that brings me up to my next pick. Hank Von Hell came out with a solo album this year, and it's killer. Oh, it is so good. It really is. I mean, the band is amazing. I want to say something to you right now. Mm. Cat Casino. Mm -hmm. That may sound like a magical place, (laughs) but it's not. It's his guitar player who just freaking shreds on this album. You got to familiarize yourself with this. Mm. This is my number four album of the year. You know, I was a fan of Turbo Negro when Hank was in the band, and I recommend to anybody that likes the kind of music we listen to to check out their old stuff, you know, their old albums. Because, I mean, it's amazing. And this band is so, always has been so under the radar. Yeah. I mean, they're from the Nordic lands, you know. Yeah. What do you expect, I guess? You know, you're not going to get a whole lot of uh, exposure. Well, come but on, they're located in the Norwegian death punk section of your record store. Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. One album. But, yeah, no, this is, it's great, man. I love it. I love it a lot from top to bottom. Not a bad song on the entire thing. This was one that... Out of all the albums that I had to look through, you know, some of them were hard to like figure out where they're gonna if they're gonna make the top ten. Mm-hmm. Then where in the top ten do they sit? And then what song do I pick off the album? This was the most difficult when it came down to that choice because right. I could have played anything off of here and just loved it because I mean, I got it for Christmas and it's the one I like go back to pretty much more than anything of the uh, whole stack of CDs I got for Christmas. So here you go, here's a taste for you. I know you're going to love this. This is Hank Von Hell. The album's called Egomania and this is a tune called Too High.
So good. So good. And, you know, that's weird, you know, that they come out with albums in the same year, Turbo Negro and Hank Von And they both pretty well delivered. And so you almost kind of invite that comparison. Yeah. You know, it's funny we played them back to back like right, that. Right, yeah. That was totally not planned either. Well, I guess we're going to probably talk about that again with your next pick because we've got a, a couple of, of yeah. people that are part of each other's lives that's that true. always seem to come out with new albums at the same time and always seem to get compared to each other. Yeah, you played uh, Enough's Enough earlier, which I love that album too. Uh, my number four of 2018 is from an album I anticipated since it was first announced on Pledge Music earlier in the year. Donnie V returned to the music world with uh, a great collection of songs called Beautiful Things. While there's definitely a lack of rockers on this record, uh, it has a lot of great reflective lyrics spun over the top of lush, jangly guitars and beetle harmonies, which is his stock and trade. This song is one of the better breakup songs I've ever heard. It's called Back from the Blue. Our last words have all been said All your fresh flowers dead Pull the covers from the bed That still smell like you I hope you like your new place Is your closet got enough space I'm laying low, I'm letting go Find comfort from the radio Right now it doesn't feel Like this broken heart will heal But soon you'll find appeal In something brand new Occasionally find things Little sad remindings Of the love we made But that too will fade Like a worn-out birthday video
certain stores, you still have to get it through Pledge Music as of now. It hasn't really. Right. So I guess technically I kind of cheated, but well, and, you can buy it. And because uh, I got it, because you can order the CD mm-hmm. off the Pledge Music, and you know it's been officially released. Right. Because once you buy it, then you get the uh, digital get the download. Yeah. Still waiting on the CD, but Donnie V's been going through some serious shit this a last lot of year. You know? Yeah, so yeah, but he's man, that guy is something else, man. He's amazing. Yeah. You know what he did? He was in, went through hard times, <laughs> but he didn't just put out you know a please help me you know pledge thing. You know, mm-hmm. just like a, a begging for help because he's a famous person. Right. He gave the his fans and his listeners an opportunity to own something special. Right. You get the whole list of Donnie V, every song he's ever written. Mm-hmm. And then for I think it was like a hundred bucks. I think so, yeah. You pay the hundred bucks and he like records a personal version of that song for you. <laughs> Just for and you. you're the only one that has it. Now you could trade it with other people or whatever, but it's not nothing that's released to the public. It's a special it's thing. It's actually for you. a really creative thing it to is. do you gotta I, love that. i hope more artists will do that i know he it did is it pretty cool he did it out of you know the in the midst of some real trouble right but, but it's actually a really good idea for, for artists idea. to do I, I think it it might actually catch on this guy's smarter than people give him credit for i'm telling you it's pretty because pretty cool. the ideas he comes up with are pretty innovative sometimes you yeah. know and that's that especially is pretty innovative and you know that's a great way for an artist to make some extra money because if you got your hardcore fans you know if i had an extra hundred bucks on me at the time i'd have totally done it mm-hmm. you know to get a piece of that and say this is mine you know and i don't i, I could keep it for myself forever you know and right it's special because it's it's a rarity then at that point yeah so pretty cool the new album you know me i'm a huge enough snuff fan i'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of donnie v chip all of them you know throughout the years this album didn't really do it for me this, that much. I mean, other than the fact that it's now my new favorite Beatles album. Well, it's it's a lot of Beatles influence on it. I mean, I I really loved it. I think it's it's great. And it's almost like, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's going to put together a playlist of songs from this album and the Enough's Enough album. Just, right. just to hear it together. But know. you know what I really, really did like? What's that? The Easy End. The Troublemaker tune. Yeah, that, that him was and like Monaco, a one-off song. Yeah. Him and Monaco got together and released that one song. Yep. And I think, personally, I think that song blows away everything really? on this album. That's pretty good. But it's, but it's a hard rocking tune, and that's yeah. what I kind of would hope for. You right. know, like like on the White Album, you had songs like Handy Dandy, which were good hard rocking tunes. Yeah. You don't get a lot of that on this one. But you know what? Donnie V's known for everything. You know, he's known for the beautiful songs like this and he's known for the hard rock and stuff. Hopefully maybe he'll be in good shape for the next one. Maybe do some more of that easy end stuff with Monaco. That was really cool. But either way, man, I'm glad material out of both though. Glad you're out of the hospital and I'm glad you're starting to feel better and keep it up, brother. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. So what's that up to? Our top three Three. now? Oh Mm. boy. People might be surprised by this because normally when the Spaceman comes out with a new album, it's automatically number one for me. That's you, what I figured. You can look back throughout history of Decibel Geek and know that every year that we've done this that has coincided with a new Ace Fraley album, I'm pretty sure every time that's been number one for me. So you're breaking from tradition. Breaking from tradition because this year Ace Fraley falls to number three with his latest album, Spaceman. There's some really great stuff on it, you know, and I'm always grateful to have new music from Ace Fraley, and I'm so glad this guy is clean and sober because he's been releasing more albums now than he ever has. Yeah. It's fantastic, you know, and this album, like I said, there was some really good stuff on it. I love the song Rockin' with the Boys. Mm-hmm. I think that's killer because we talked about that on some uh, Torpedo Dudes, I think. How modern that, day Beth. Yeah. Well, it is kind of like a modern day Beth, but like maybe what Beth should have been, a little more hard rocking. 
But this is an old classic Kiss tune, or what could have been a Kiss tune, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I've heard, was it was basically between Unmasked and The Elders. Should have been. Ba- that batch of songs that was, that was written, that was supposed to be like the working title of the album at the time. I can totally hear it. Yep. I can totally hear it when I listen to that song. How good would that have been if that would have been the vision and the direction they went back then? Mm-hmm. But at least we get that album today. And also on this album, you get the reuniting of the Spaceman and the Demon. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Gene Simmons and Ace Frehley writing and playing together on this. You know, badass. But the funny thing is, is mm, they're not the best songs on the <laughs> album. <laughs> I don't know how that works, man. How how does Gene and Ace get together and not have these like mind-blowingly awesome songs? They're pretty good. But they're not the best stuff that Ace has done, and yeah, we, it's not even the best songs on the album. We just need Ace to contribute to a Gene Simmons solo album. That's what I'm talking about, a Gene Simmons solo album with the Ace. Hey, why don't the two of them just get a, do an They've album? they already got the same band. They should do an album together with the band that they have. There you go. Oh, man. Call it like Demon from Space or something. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, just put it out. Exactly. Call it mine, because I would love that. But I liked a lot of the stuff on Space Man, too. Real creative name, by the way. You can thank <laughs> Gene for that. For your new album, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, just call it Space Man. You know, everybody will know. I love the cover. I think Ace looks cool as hell on the cover of the album. You know, I, I love it. But this is absolutely my favorite song on the album. The solo on this is just killer. It's a tune called Mission to Mars.
by far my favorite song on the album, too. You got to have them space themed songs, right? Well, just what would an Ace Frehley album be without that? Well, aside from the space theme thing, I, the music on it just killed Yeah, me. I love it. I love it a lot. But you know what? I like most of the album, but that song completely blew me away. Ace Frehley didn't make it number one this year, but he did make it to number three. That's pretty respectable. Keep it up, Ace. You're doing good. So on to my number three. This is the 12th studio album from Striper, produced by Michael Sweet for Frontiers Records. It's called Goddamn Evil. This album caused controversy upon release because of the title. Walmart actually refused to carry the album because yeah. of the title. Yep, yep. And uh, the first single, Take It to the Cross, caused some head scratching with its death growls on the chorus provided by Matthew Backhand from Shadows Fall. Which, I actually liked it. Yeah, but I liked it you a have lot. to admit, you were kind of like, what the hell is well, that? Well, when you're going into it with the mindset of, oh, here, here, check out the new Striper song. But when you listen to it for just to be in the song, it grew you know, on me over time. With, without any you know preconceptions of what you think you're about to hear on its own, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Aside from all the hoopla, it's another solid effort from a band that just seems to improve as time goes on. Which, Perry Richardson knew the name of the title, and he would not tell us. He would not. He just told us, you're going to be surprised. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Highlights for me on this album include Sorry, The Valley, and this one. It's called Beautiful.
That song, in my opinion, kind of it's it's like an old Striper meets new Striper song. Yeah, you hear you can hear elements of the old version of the band and and with the modern version of it too. And again, like, like I've always been saying about Striper these last you know many years now. In my opinion, Striper's coming out with the best albums of their whole entire career. I wasn't a Striper fan when I was a kid. I freaking love Striper now. Yeah, great. And I take this new album off over any classic Striper album any day. Yeah. And Perry Richardson, great, great fit addition. in the band, man. Love it. Yeah, I'm excited. to. Hopefully, I'm sure they'll do another one with him. Heck yeah, man. Good stuff. All right, number two. Number two. We're down to the end now. So what's going to beat Ace Fraley? Two bands, two artists two beat albums, out Ace Fraley. Two albums this year beat out Ace Fraley for me. And this is, whew, it's hard to top number one. But I think in all actuality, the album that I got this year that I go back to more often, even than what my number one pick is, was the new album from Jizzy Pearl. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Frontiers. For making this happen this album is so good if you're an old love hate fan you're gonna go fucking nuts for this album because it's in that same style and flavor and vein as old school love hate but then again if you're a fan of jizzy pearl solo stuff you know which i am mm-hmm. you can't differentiate these bands you know i'm a i'm a fan of everything jizzy pearl's done i think he's one of the most underrated rock singers of all freaking time this guy's got a voice that could kill somebody just by hearing it be yeah. careful it's dangerous and this album man he sings his ass off on it the whole thing is good there's not one bad song on the entire thing but this one here is my favorite hard rock and tune reminds me of the good love hate stuff from back in the day the new albums on frontiers it's called all you need is soul the one and only jizzy pearl with frustrated Come on!
Yeah. I remember how excited you were when you first heard that. I think I played you the single first for that before you got the album. Yeah, because you're I, always spoiling stuff. For I know, me. but yeah, but you were happy I spoiled that one. for Yeah, because it's really good. The single is really good. Um, the title track's fantastic. Like I said, from top to bottom, this is a perfect album if you're a fan of the music from that era, because mm-hmm. Jizzy Pearl doesn't stray from it at all. Like what you'd expect from a Jizzy Pearl album, or if if say Love Hate were to reunite, what you'd expect out of that is what you get with this, you know, 100%. You know, Axl Rose and Guns N' Roses, they're all back together nowadays, right? right? And there was always the story that Love Hate had a little bit of influence, you know, as peers on Guns N' Roses. Like, they listened to that Blackout album mm-hmm. and said, that's the sound we want. I defy Axl Rose slash Duff and all of them to come out with an album that's as good as this. Because if, if it was Guns N' Roses, if it was these songs... And Guns N' Roses were playing them, it would be considered one of the greatest albums of all time. It would be considered one of the greatest Guns N' Roses albums ever released. That's how good this is. And it's in that vein. So if you're a GNR fan, you're going to freaking love this. And that's what I kind of got the vibe off. It's like, you know, listening to Jizzy Pearl, you can kind of see where, you know, he may have been rubbing off on his peers, even though Love Hate wasn't as blown up Mm -hmm. as some of these other bands were. Amongst their peers, this band had a lot of respect and had a lot of influence. And I just can't say it enough. All You Need Is Soul is, it's great. The whole freaking album is so good. And, you know, I know it's tough for a guy like Jizzy Pearl because he's not out there selling millions and millions and millions of records. But that's a damn shame that he's not because if you're not listening to this music, you're missing out on something really good. And if you were a fan of this music back in the day and stick with it nowadays, this is an album that you have to have in your collection. I'm actually su- trust me. I'm surprised it hasn't made more lists. Like I, you know, I've been paying attention to a lot of lists going around of best albums of the year. I don't know that I've seen it on anybody's list. That's what it's happens crazy. when two thousand albums come that's out true. in a year. You yeah, know, there's, there's so bound much. to be stuff to, like we just listened to the VIPs list. Whole bunch of bands I never heard of, and ones that I said, oh, I meant to check that out. Right. You know, when you've got that many albums that come out yeah, like they do nowadays, it's, it's hard to even put together a list like this because. There's so many to choose from. Yeah. But even if this was my top 2000s list, Jizzy Pearl would be right up at the very, very top. This album is so good. So good. Go get it. I guess you like it. I love it. Okay. So we're on to my number two. And now this is a total late in the game one. It was made thanks to decibelgeek.com. I'm sorry to pimp our own site. Actually, no, I'm not. But uh, thanks to writer Graham Spark for turning me on to this one. This is a band called Massive Wagons. They're from the U.K., and they may just be the best-kept secret that there is. Um, with an inc- album as incredible as Full Nelson, they won't be a secret much longer. This is their fourth album since 2012. Every once in a while, there are albums on our best-of list that you know are going to grow in stature over time. This is one of those albums. The production, the songwriting, the hooks. There's so many hooks on this thing. This album hit me very late in the year. Almost almost pushed my number one out of its out of its top spot. That's how yeah. That's how good this album is. But not quite. Enjoy this. Here's your new favorite band, Massive Wagons, performing Under No Illusion.
massive wagons. The entire record is that good. The whole thing. I, wow. I, I I couldn't even figure out which song to pick. I don't even know this band. I didn't really. I knew the name, and I think I've heard some of their stuff a year or two ago, but not this this. And I've gone back and listened to more. They're fucking amazing. So how long has this band been around? I guess since 2012. Oh wow! But so they got more albums. Yeah, there's four. There's four albums total. Massive wagons. Massive wow. wagons. I think I might have just discovered one of my new favorite bands. But it's just incredible, and it's just great rock and roll. It's from the UK, and uh, what got me was the production. It sounds like such a giant, big budget production, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's just killer. So yeah, almost almost took the top spot away from my number one, which anybody that knows me knows what my number one's going to be. Right, because we're making history right here on the Decibel before, Geek Podcast. Before we get to number one. History. Can I list off my also rands that almost sure, made man. the list? Yeah, because there's probably, what, 150 of them? Yeah, it feels like it. Uh, hardcore Superstar Electric Rider, which you heard in the intro. I like that. Uh, or Electric Rider was a song, You Can't Kill My Rock and Roll's the album. Nazareth, Tattooed on My Brain, almost made the made the list. Striker, Play to Win. Perfect Plan from Frontiers. That was one that Nick turned us on to. Uh, a band called Bishop Gun with an album called Natchez. Hmm. Who um, our friends from Digital Killed the Radio Star turned me on to that. Yeah, that was one of their top albums of the year. Right on. Stephen Piercy, View to a Thrill, pretty good record. Yeah, yeah. Sound like some good classic rat. It does. Right on. D. Snyder for the love of yeah, metal. Yeah, see that one was tough for me too. Not a lot of songs on it, but the songs that but are on it are really, really good. Really well done. Yeah, I like it, it a lot. It definitely caught me by surprise. Uh, also, the Amorettes, Born to Break, that almost oh, yeah. made my list. Uh, Animal Drive, Bite, that almost made my list. Reese, Resilient Heart, who's uh, David Reese. Some from, of that. It was in Except for a little while. Yeah, it's a really good record. Uh, there's here's one you probably haven't heard of too that you haven't, probably haven't heard of. Earthless, an album called Black Heaven. It's a little bit like stoner rock. Huh, cool. I like uh, that. Riverside, an album called Wasteland, and it's like kind of modern metal, but like kind of experimental almost. Okay, that was really good. Uh, Wet, Earth Rage, the one with Jeff Scott Soto yeah. and, uh, and the guy from um, Eclipse. Oh wow, that didn't make Sonny's list. What? Yeah, I guess it didn't. What? That's kind of surprising. Wow. Uh, Amorphous, Queen of Time. That's on Nuclear Blast. That's a little heavier. Saxon's Thunderbolt. Yeah, Thunderbolt was really good. Saxon, man, another band that keeps coming out with some of their best stuff. Uh, another one that has kind of a retro sound, Dream Child, Torn Between Two Worlds. Almost mm. It has a bit of an old school Dio sound. Uh, one this, this band, if it wasn't for the singer, this band would be one of my favorites. It's a band called the Night Flight Orchestra. And it's an album's called Sometimes the World Ain't Enough. But it sounds like the singer just, the voice on the singer just kills me. It's just, it's weird. It's like a pop singer trying to sing metal. It's yeah. weird. Uh, and then finishing it out, this band is not hard rock in the least. And it's, it's a female singer, like a blues band called Hannah Wickland and the Stepping Stones. But check that out if you haven't. It's a, it's a good throwback. So, oh, and also, I can't believe this didn't make my list, but I, I didn't give it enough of a shot, to be honest. DC4, Atomic Highway. Came oh, out last shoot, year. I forgot all about that. And it has a lot of great songs on it. Probably should have made my top ten, so I'm kind of kicking myself right now that I didn't put them on the list. All that DC4 stuff's really good. A yeah. um, couple of them for me that was really close. I really like the new Black Label Society album that came Grimace out this Hits. year, Grimace Hits. I, it was, it's really good. You know, That was real close for me. Um, that Y&T acoustic classics. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. beat that, but I'm not a big acoustic guy. Uh, the new COC album's pretty good. I checked that I out. I kind of yeah. dug that. Um uh, let's see what else. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons. I dug that quite a bit. That's good Motorhead traditional mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, Nick Oliveri used to be in Queens of the Stone Age. He's got a new album 
No hits at all, Volume 4. There's some cool stuff on that. Um, did you know Blaze Bailey came out with an album? <laughs> no, and I don't care. I'm not a fan of Blaze Bailey. Let's see. What else? Oh, Axel Rudy Pell. I listened to a little of that. That was pretty cool. Huh. Uh, the new Monster Magnet's got some good stuff on I it. I forgot they even put anything out. I dug that. Um, let me see. Let me see. A lot of live albums this year. Yeah, but we don't. We never allow those. No, we don't count them because they're basically songs from another time. Right. I swear to God, I, I I'm gonna. That's another resolution this year is to listen to more new stuff as it comes out. Right. So yeah. Instead of trying out. to cram for it all yeah. at the end. Yeah, I cram so much this time. The, we talked about Visual Kai a little bit earlier with uh, Lizzie Borden, mm-hmm. and I was thinking of uh, the Gazette came out with an album. I oh, checked yeah. out a little Kevin of that, and uh, Durin Gray. Yep. was another one we talked about. They came out with a new album this year, and Love Bites oh, came wow. out with an album that was pretty cool. I, yeah, that's so weird how I never knew about that stuff, and then we get taught about it, and then all of a sudden it's really cool to me, and I'm actually paying attention to the new Visual K albums that are coming out. Well, I noticed that neither of us picked the new Vinnie Vincent album. Oh, wait. There oh, I was going to say, I didn't, didn't, that didn't come across. Aren't we owed like two box sets? When that comes out, will it count as a new album? Sure. All right. And the greatest Kiss album that was never released. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're right. still waiting on that, too. Sorry. Too easy. Low-hanging fruit. Uh, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Oh, I forgot about that one. They're Shit. pretty cool. I have the... I got a little... The only problem I have with the Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, I really like the music. Yeah. I really like the songs. It's like Sabbath-y to me enough yeah. that I can really dig it. And the production is just so... Well, it's meant to be that I know way. it's meant to be that way, it's but it doesn't... Rock. But it doesn't have to be that way. Again, what would Michael Wagner do with Uncle Acid and the Dead Beats? He'd probably kick them out of the studio. I don't, I don't think he goes for that kind of sound, though. But he could. Oh, I'm sure he could. But he, he could would. make it full and lush. You know, Imagine Uncle Acid and the Dead Beats if it was full and lush. I don't know that they would sound right with that production. But heavy, you know, uh, like, like a Sabbath album. You I could know? see him working with Hailstorm, not so much with Uncle Acid. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Uh, Tenacious D came out with a new album oh, this yeah. year. That was fun. I listened to that. It was it was pretty cool. I liked it. My son got it for me for Christmas. Uh, Nita Strauss, that was one I really wanted to check out. Didn't People like have been it. talking good about that. And uh, Metal Church was another one yeah. I wanted to check out and I didn't quite get to. See, that's what makes it hard. There's you a lot you of miss you, out on a lot. There's a lot of you yelling at your phones on the stuff that we missed. Right. I know. I know. What are you going to do? Well, 2,000 2, albums. Go on the Facebook page on the uh, comment section for this episode and, and give us do. your give us your top 10. Let us know we, how bad we screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think there's no screwing this up because, like I said, we're going to make history right here with this one because never before in the best of a year-end episode. Probably never again either. Have we ever agreed to what was number one? That's true. And this year... It was easy to agree that Judas Priest, Firepower, is the number one Decibel Geek album of the year. For both of us. For both of us. Yeah. I loved it, man. Oh, it's incredible. Like I say, I still go back to the Jizzy Pearl a little more often, but I mean, you just can't defeat the Mighty Priest. Uh-uh. No, you can't amazing, fight it. It's an amazing record. The whole thing. I like it a lot. What'd you think? Oh, it's... You know, and I I was happy with the Redeemer of Souls, and I would have been okay even if for another one of those. But this blew that right out of the water. I mean, it, it's I think it's it, it's the best thing at least since Painkiller, and it may be better than Painkiller. Yeah, might really. be the best thing since Defenders. It's been the best thing in a long, long time. Yeah, 
because they're paying tribute to themselves in a lot of ways. You know, yeah. they're they're looking back at different eras of the band, you and you can you hear it. every song on this album. You can almost say that would go good on this album. Yes. Ooh, and that one would go good on this album. Yep. And oh yeah, this one would be perfect on that one. Yep. So how do we do this? Do we each get a pick? Yeah. Okay, well, let me go first, man. This is my favorite song on the album. It just freaking rocks. It's everything I ever wanted out of Judas Priest and a whole lot more from Firepower. This is a tune called Evil Never Dies. His mission's still the same The world's become his oyster once again If you don't think you're worthy And you don't meet the cause He knows what's going on behind closed doors
hard rock, heavy metal, you can't beat it. Judas Priest 2018. That's freaking awesome. It's They so exceeded, I think, everyone's expectation. I, didn't I would hear, say I don't so. think I heard one bad review of this album. That's what I love. Like I said, you know, like with Ace Fraley, with some of these other bands, like I got such high expectations that sometimes I, I scare myself because I think, dang, this is one of my favorite bands, but my expectations are so high because they're one of my favorite bands and I know what they're capable of that a lot of times it's hard to reach that. But Judas Priest with this album, man, you know, of course I'm going to think it's going to be great. It's Judas Priest, you know, whatever they do is going to be at least be somewhat great. But man, that blew away anything that I expected it to be. Like I listened to it and I was like, whoa, this is better than what I expected. And I expected a lot. Well, and it's like, and it's, they set a template for other, you know, heritage acts, if for lack of a better term. You know, if you think that your old favorite bands can't put out good material anymore, look at this album. Right. This album stands up with everything they've ever done, even in the glory days. It's that good. For sure. And, uh. It's just amazing they could put out one of the best works on their 18th release. Right, and that's the thing, too. Like we said about these songs, how they could fit in different areas of the band. You could stick this right in with the rest of the Priest albums, hit shuffle, well, after you take Nostradamus out of the mix. Hit shuffle, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to rock and roll just as good as the old stuff. It's great. And then the combined production from Tom Allum, who was there for the glory years, yeah. and then Andy Sneap, who is really the go-to guy in modern metal production. Right. And, you know, That's cool that they did it that those way. Those two guys were a perfect combination. They yes. def- If they do another album, it has to be those two guys producing it, because oh, yeah. it's perfect. Um there's no better album release this year. I just I defy anyone to, to argue with it. I mean, you, I'm sure you will, but I'm gonna. So I guess we're ready to play out the last song. Yeah. So you know, of course, as always, thank you guys for the awesome 2018. We had fun at Rock and Pod Two. We're already planning Rock and Pod Three. Yep. If you want to know all about that, become a Decibel Geek VIP, and you get all the inside the show information that nobody else gets to know about. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on coming in 2019. Yes. And that's the first place the news of that stuff's going to get broken. Sure. So you want to stay on the cutting edge of all things Decibel Geek? Become a VIP. Rock and Ron's got YouTube going on. Decibel Geek TV. Check out the Facebook page. Check out decibelgeek.com and stick with us in 2019 because we're nowhere near done rocking. And you know what? Neither is Judas Priest. That's true. One of the best albums released in their entire career. This, is, in my opinion, is definitely the song of 2018. This is Judas Priest with a song called No Surrender. And we'll see you next week. See ya.